Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to your the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing David Cicerelli, the founder and CEO of Voices.com, the largest casting site for voiceover actors. David, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Great to be here, Seth. Thanks for uh, the kind words and uh, ready to talk about all things voiceover and audio production. Uh, the floor is yours. Awesome. Let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get started? Well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, growing up, I was, uh, you know, I was put in piano lessons. I always loved music and, you know, had a drum kit, uh, fortunately enough, that was uh, given to me. Um, when it came time to, you know, planning out the career path, uh, um, you know, tried to find a school that kind of combined music and art and recording and computers and that kind of thing and landed on this audio production school uh, in here in Ontario, Canada went that program. And when I graduated, I had the desire to open a small recording studio. And so I opened up the small project studio, um, actually got my name in the business London, uh, newspaper, uh, on my birthday of all days. And it actually said, it turned out, I assure you, I'm not telling you my, my, how I met my wife's story, but, uh, it is how I did meet my wife. It uh, turned out, um, Stephanie, she, uh, her, she was a classically trained singer. She'd sing at weddings and funeral and funerals and other special events. And her mom saw this newspaper article, cut it out for her and said, Hey, you should record your singing repertoire with this fellow. And so she came down chaperoned, of course, by her mother. And, uh, we ended up doing some recordings together myself as the engineer and Stephanie as, uh, as the singer. And that led because, but because of that same newspaper article that led to other interests, um, hair salons and floral shops that wanted a female voice. And I was kind of a nerd. I knew one girl in the city who I just met the other day. Hey, can you, and I call her up, can you read this page of copy? I'll be the engineer. You be the voice talent. You got a great singing voice. She had some acting background as well too. And uh, we ended up just working together. Um, and fast forward, you know, we ended up getting married and, and have four lovely kids. Um, so that initial studio idea, we realized, wow, we're, you know, in a small town of about 500,000 people, not a major market, not New York, not LA. And, uh, but at the same time, we had, we kind of had this website that was getting inbound interest. Other freelance actors um, spoke French, German, Spanish. They did character voices. They did voices for narration. Um, think of like documentary uh, for <laughs> on a history channel or something. And they all said, hey, can we be on your website? So we always just said yes. And we hand coded these profiles way before 
LinkedIn or any of the big freelance sites out there. We just created a, a page for them where they could showcase their voice demos. And concurrently, there were clients at advertising agencies and video production companies that would go on and, and want to hire them. So that was the, the, you know, the proverbial aha moment, I call it, right? The like, wow, let's get out of this recording studio business and do what we say in startup land, you know, the pivot, you know, we, this idea is working okay, but I think there's something better. Why don't we uh, reinvent ourselves as an online marketplace that connects that voice buying client with the professional uh, and aspiring voice talent? Okay, so that I'm sure the longer version of that could probably should probably be in a book somewhere. So you, I, I get congratulations, obviously, Thank on you. turning your passion into your marriage, into your children, and then into a thriving <laughs> business. Uh, I, I love the family's involvement. Yeah. Hopefully you've got the kids doing voiceovers <laughs> now if they've got their mom's talent. So yeah. let's talk about how you grew from, hey, we're getting some inbound interest. Let's make it like a directory almost for agencies and the actors to use. How did you grow that to the number one, n number one voiceover platform? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, these, this is classic problem with these two-sided marketplaces, whether it's Instacart, uh, Instacart or, you know, YouTube or a freelance site like Upwork or even Voices. You have the supply on one side who are, in this case, all the talent um, of whom there's over uh, 500,000 wow. freelance talent who've signed up, created profiles. You know, m most have uploaded at least a sample recording of their voice um, as a demo. So you have all the supply and then, uh, which we refer to as, you know, the talent or the service providers. And then, um, you need the, the demand people. I mean, who are, I mean, the only people are reason people are coming is because they're expecting to get work. And so, um, you know, rewinding all the way to the beginning, we realized that there's this tension of you need both sides of the market to make it work. You can't just exclusively focus on one to the neglect of the other. And so fortunately, um, Stephanie and I were, you know, co-founders and she was always the talent gal. She would always, she was the talent ambassador. She kind of had the acting background as well too. She'd speak at events, um, just email people and invite them one at a time to actually come, uh, check out the site. Um, and then I was the client guy. So I would call those ad agencies, video production companies, um, I made over 10,000 phone calls. It took wow. me the first kind of five years to do that. Um, but every list I could buy or find somewhere online, um, these directories, again, it was the Yahoo directory at the time. I just literally call one at a time and make a, basically make a pitch. Um, so it was just outbound, you know, no fancy marketing automation like we have now at the beginning. It was a long, slow uh, crawl for, uh, for the first number of years. Um, I would say one of the big breaks was we um, actually acquired the domain name voices.com. Yeah, um, can I, can I share a quick, quick Please, story on that? Go for it. Yeah. So we, we started as interactive voices, which is a bit of a mouthful I know. And um, people didn't know if it was singular or plural, it was voice interactive. Um, so it was just not a great name. This was kind of 2007 ish and people were coming out with, you know, brands were either rebranding or dropping vowels like Flickr and, you know, Twitter. And um, we just wanted something, you know, the web was big, bright and bubbly. We just wanted something short and crisp. And after looking at Vox.com, which we put in a bid for $100,000 and lost that auction, um, just try to Voxy and Voxio, nothing was working. And I'm like, well, we're interactive voices, maybe rather than a wholesale rebrand, 
why don't we just cut out the interactive and just be voices? Like voices.com is a great domain. It says who we are. It doubles as the destination. And so um, we worked through a lawyer because I figured if I reach out David at interactvoices.com, the person's probably going to put one-on-one -on -one together and realize they would have to increase, uh, they would increase the price on it. Yes, so absolutely. our lawyer <laughs> just put in kind of a, a blind offer or inquiry of like, hey, I got somebody who's interested in your domain name. Um, would you be willing to sell it? Because it was unused. It was actually a medical doctor having this journal called Silencing the Critical Voices in Your Head. So it was not being used for the industry at all. And, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, he wanted 50,000. We went back with 30, more than half. And uh, with that, he went for the deal. So we uh, basically got the ability to just, you know, as I say, wholesale redirect and kind of, uh, get this name that everyone, it actually just attracted people who were going like, okay, that's a place I, I want to be affiliated with. I want to be associated with. It sounds like it's the go-to place. And Seth, you'd be amazed. I mean, um, in the almost like months afterwards, we got so much organic traffic from Google. We had so many like journalists inbound inquiries because if someone's doing uh, research, a journalist is doing research on um, I don't know, like, um, well, nowadays, like synthetic voices or smart speakers back then it was all around, you know, the Amazon Kindle kind of read these audiobooks out to you. And there's always a trend with voice and we would just get these, uh, inbound inquiries, uh, cause it sounds like we've always been there. Um, so we've really, there's these other kind of hidden benefits to a great, simple domain name that says who you are and, and what you do in a single word. Um, they're probably pretty hard to come come by nowadays. I think you, you're going to be end up buying them from somebody else, but that was a big turning point for us. Um, that I, I felt you know wanted to share that story. Hopefully, it inspires someone to consider maybe rebranding and getting a great domain. That yeah, that that's incredible, and congratulations on that. What have been some? I find we learn more from other people's failures than we do necessarily the success stories. What have been some of the adversities you've overcome along the way, and what'd you learn? Well, um, the first one that kind of pops into to mind, you know, we're talking about these two-sided marketplaces. Where do you start? I It was my responsibility to go bring all these advertising agencies and so forth um, because I figured, you know, an ad agency has a network of their clients. So I'm like, if you can kind of make one sale, if you know what I'm saying, you end up kind of score 10, 20, 50 clients maybe. So um, I actually worked with a direct mail uh, firm to run a campaign that was going to be these massive jumbo size postcards um, that would, it was a, it was a way for one of the first generation iPods. Basically we'd mail these out, had a little, you know, uh, website and uh, place in a promo code that was unique to that uh, card and basically enter a draw. And we sent out uh, something like 30,000 postcards, you know, just to New York the mailing list to New York, just to LA. And we didn't just send it once. This was like a sequence of three, kind of like you'd get a new postcard every week or something for, for three or four in a row. Um, <laughs> after the whole campaign, I'm like checking with the firm. Did you guys mail these out? Cause like, you know, we got like nobody replying and we ended up getting two leads. You know, we bought this $500 iPad. We got two leads, two people who filled that out out of, I think the list was 10 or 20,000, something like that. And we felt compelled. We literally wrote their names and put them in a hat and called the guys like, I never win anything. Like, yeah. Well, you're 50% chance here. But um, I, it was a complete failure. We, we burned 
$30,000 on that campaign um, for two leads. So, uh, you know, our cost for some expensive leads. <laughs> yeah, there's some expensive leads. What I learned in that um, is it's really difficult in marketing to channel switch. You cannot ask, you can't ask the consumer or the end user to go and from getting something physically in the mail. And these are going to businesses. Maybe they weren't even the ones that were picking up the mail. You know, maybe somebody else was getting it, you know, career assistant or something walking down, they would hand it to the person. It just ends up in a stack. But then they would have to take that mail, put it in front of the computer, type in the URL, like the, just the hurdles that we uh, underestimated were involved in actually capturing that lead uh, were, were enormous. And so now when we go to um, when we go to market, it's how do we either in, you know, embed ourselves into the flow of somebody's workflow, something that they're already doing. Um, and that's why we really landed on search engine optimization, you know, Google ads for search engine marketing, because somebody is already, they're either doing research actively or you're <laughs> like hyperactively trying to solve a problem by typing out that problem into Google. So that's where we've found like, okay, let's be a solution to somebody's problem instead of trying to interrupt them when they're not even thinking about, they don't have a campaign, they're not thinking, wrong time, wrong, wrong place. So um, that was kind of what we learned from it. Um, it was a great marketing consultant that we worked with um, subsequently. It's like, you know, it's so tempting in marketing, all these new tools and channels, just pick one, like pick one or two and just own it, like own the whole space. And for us, that's, uh, that's always been about search, both paid and organic of owning, owning that real estate. That's, you know, if you're in, on Google, someone's typing in something to do with voice, like hopefully we have a piece of content, an article, um, an FAQ, a PDF, video even. Um, we just want to be present at the time of need. That's the key. Absolutely. And that's a great story with all the success you've achieved. What's your biggest challenge now? Um, well, I'd say, you know, I, like most, uh, entrepreneurs is always, you always have something bigger and better, like over the horizon. Um, I kind of put it akin to like, you're walking towards the sunset. It's like, it, it looks beautiful out there. You never quite yeah. achieve it. Um, and so I think that the challenge for us this year is, um, you know, has been, I'm going to say, trying to, you know, frankly, just be present in all of those, those, those little micro moments where someone might need voice. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm um, I guess expressing how like you need to be there at the perfect time, but that time doesn't come up uh, all that frequently. And so when you consider, um, you know, what maybe those, uh, you know, our listeners here today and viewers are um, buying or, or offering to their market, you know, what's the frequency of need? If someone only buys this once a year, well, like your price has got to be pretty high. Um, if it's an ongoing need, you know, either it's a subscription-based business or software as a service, um, then the price point can be lower because you really want to create a customer for life. So I think we've been trying to find, okay, we have this amazing community of talent. We also have a pretty large, you know, book of clients who are actively using voices how do we encourage repeat purchases? Maybe encouraging that pr presenting new ideas. You hired for a once um, for a uh, radio commercial. Have you thought about a TV commercial? You produced an explainer video in English. 
Have you ever thought about putting that on YouTube in Spanish or French? So I think we need to be more, again, on behalf of our talent who are also looking for work. How do we become more proactive to inspire some ideas um, of how else they can work with uh, voice talent? That makes a lot of sense. How have you seen the changes in the industry? We're recording this during the height of the COVID pandemic. How have you seen that affect your business and that of your clients on both sides? Well, at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, so many, so many ad agencies, brand marketers, they had already made the purchases, right? Like they'd already made the, the, the ad and airtime commitments. So the media spend was already committed. It, they needed to very quickly, like virtually overnight, um, retool their messaging. And I'm sure you lived through it just like I did. Everything was like, oh, we're in this together. We're here for you. I mean, it was like the same copywriter writing all of the ads. Um, but then, uh, so I think then now the challenge for them was, oh my goodness, I can't go to the local recording studio that my agencies, the agency shut down. I can't go to a studio. Where do, what do I do? So many did what all of us did was find the online alternative or online equivalent to the things we used to do, you know, quote unquote, in the real world or in person. And they would type into Google, hire a voice talent or need a voice for this and that. And so we had an incredible year, just like so many tech driven businesses had a very strong year in, uh, in 2020. Um, and that continues through today. Not only was it new customer acquisition, but also we call them winbacks. Somebody who maybe did a purchase with us, there was a gap year in their uh, buying uh, history, but now we've won them back. So people have kind of reconsidering uh, voices.com as a place to go to, to hire great talent. Um, that's how we've been able to shift and, and meet the needs. Um, there's some recording technology uh, that allows you to do, uh, as, as you probably know, kind of live directed sessions, kind of like Zoom and Skype, but it's more of a high quality, like studio to studio connection. Um, we've just added some search filters, some extra things on the people's profile so that had that technology, they could uh, uh, be found. Um, so small improvements like that, but uh, you know, it's, it's, and then of course, you know, in, those are all kind of customer facing. Internally, the entire company is 120 of us. All, everyone's been remote right from uh, basically the, you know, March uh, 2020. Um, everyone mandatory work from home um, because I, you know, wanted to create a shared work experience. I didn't want to have half the company in the office struggling along, half the people at home. Everybody uh, was work from home and we made that switch over a weekend from a Friday to a Monday. And uh, it's, it's gone really well. I think um, everything from employee satisfaction scores and engagement scores, um, the team's just thrived. Um, and so I'm so grateful for that. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you do? I, I would say the same as any founder. You've got an idea and you wanna, you wanna see it to its full potential. I mean, um, I, I, love, I love online marketplaces. It's, it's a very difficult business because everything you do on one side affects the other side. Um, so there's this, there's a lot of decision-making that needs to happen. I've tried to, um, you know, develop these, you know, mental models for how to think through uh, certain problems. Um, I'm always hunt for those kinds of, uh, you know, um, thought patterns or heuristics that we can then relay on to the rest of the team of like how to make smarter decisions and, and move faster. Uh, but so the, so the, you know, voices is a platform enables me to kind of, you know, develop those and, and see them through. I 
passion with the product itself. I think it's a great platform. We didn't have a VP of product for the first like 10 years. Um, so only in the last couple of years, a great, uh, great VP of product came from SiriusXM. Um, super smart, you know, knows kind of, again, the challenges of these, these, these two-sided marketplaces. So I've been really working closely with him and standing up a product team. Um, and just visually an overall flow, it's just, it feels it's kind of coming into, uh, coming into zone. So, um, yeah, those, those are the kind of, you know, and it affords me to realize a vision, realize a dream, um, is, is building all those features and functionality and hearing great stories from our customers too, about how they hired a voice to, to tell an important brand story or an important message to their customers, wherever they might be in, in, in their moment of need. That is absolutely fantastic. We greatly appreciate your time. You know, it's incredibly valuable. You've built an amazing business and have a fascinating story. For our folks who are watching and listening, where is it they want to learn more, whether they want to hire a voice, whether they want to be a voice, where is the best place for us to send them? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the website, voices.com, just like it sounds. Um, and uh, you can explore everything there. Um, and we're on, I'm going to say, almost all social channels at just voices. So V-O-I-C-E-S. Um, and, uh, if you want to just, uh, track along with us there, if people want to reach out to me, uh, personally happy to, um, share some further backstory or any, um, you know, guidance and, and advice or, uh, you know, um, for uh, other aspiring entrepreneurs, I'm uh, certainly ha happy to do that. Um, I'll probably learn, learn several things from you as well, too. LinkedIn's, I think a great place just to kick off a relationship. So uh, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been Seth Green with David Cicerelli from Voices.com. David, thanks again. Hey, thanks, Seth. Great to be here. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.